Welcome to the Holistically Healthy Podcast, where I, Sedona Treganing, nutritional therapy practitioner and NASM certified trainer, bust health myths and teach you how to become the healthiest, most confident version of you. Hey guys, so welcome back to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. Today I have our newest coach, Lauren, on. And Lauren is amazing. She was actually a client of mine for a little bit, but she's also been a coach herself for three years. And she just started working with us and she specializes in a lot of what we do, like holistic health and is certified through ITSA in strength training and nutrition. But Lauren has a really cool story. It's similar to so many people in this space with just having a hard time with binge eating and relationship with food. So I wanted to talk with her about that and give some insight on how we improved our relationship with food. So yeah, so I'm excited to have you on. I'm so happy to be here. I love podcasts are so fun. They're so versatile. And I really hope that this is going to be able to get to just more people who maybe don't watch Instagram lives or stories and haven't heard this before. Yeah, because we talked a little bit something similar on our Instagram live. And if you don't follow already, we have the team page, which is team underscore hold nothing back. So you guys can check out our other live sessions there. But I think this would be a good conversation to just more long form. So With that being said, I know we first wanted to identify the difference between overeating and binging. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, such a big misconception. But also, I find a lot of coaches and even guilty myself using the word binging as a way to reach people who struggle with overeating and not so much binging because that's what they associate overeating with. In my opinion, overeating is a lot of times when you don't eat all day when you get home and you're starving after work and you like, eat a tub of ice cream or you eat a whole pizza, you eat what tastes good and you get really full, uncomfortably full usually, but it's not, it doesn't go further than that usually or overeating at work or at an event. Whereas binging has a lot more mental health attached to it, a lot more emotions. A lot of times it's uncontrolled, no matter if you ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner that day or if you are hyper-focused on macros or tracking, oftentimes that can lead to more of an emotional side of things. It's eating things that don't taste good, don't sound good, and it's just the physical act of it, I think would be the main difference that I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a lot of times people will overeat. There's times like the other the other day, like I was out to eat and there's a lot of good food. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to overeat. And it's not necessarily binging because I just want to have a bite of everything because I've never been to this new restaurant rather than, okay, this, this actually tastes like shit, this appetizer, but I'm going to eat it anyways. And that just brings me back to my competition days when I was competing. So because like, I had an eating disorder and then I had my first competition and then I had a competition after that and at that point I would binge binge watch but I would just watch videos of people cooking and I would just drool and I was like oh my god I need it yeah I didn't know that part about binge watching shows literally the same my parents would joke like when I was struggling the most it was during COVID and I was living with my parents food network channel on repeat like all the time and my parents were like oh my god you just love food network and now every time I go over they literally turn it on and I'm like, I don't need to see this 24 seven anymore, but I appreciate it because they didn't know. But yeah, I don't know if you watched Eric the Electric or podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was another thing. I would watch people eat and I would live through them. 100%. Stephanie Buttermore, when she was competing, there's so many people who still do those mass eating challenges. And my heart just hurts for them now. I know. 
because it, the thing is, is like once you get to a point where you can eat whatever you want, that stuff isn't appetizing. Thinking about that actually makes me sick. So yeah, I, I find that that really interesting. And we have similar like stories with that. So what were some of the emotions that kind of went through your head too when you were in that state of binge? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It would be so it's like a battlefield in your brain. Half of my brain is no, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Don't overeat. You're not gonna overeat. Actually, it's probably more like quarters. One quarter of my brain is like that. And then another quarter is like, but are you? Are you gonna overeat? Like, good luck. There's so much food in the kitchen. Have fun avoiding that. You've never avoided it before because binging was like a nightly occurrence at this point. And then the other remaining portion of my brain was we're going to have this first and then we're going to have this. Good luck eating one serving of cereal because you're going to have the whole box. It was just a roller coaster. And if I could make it not eating, I would have to have gone on like a two hour walk and then go straight to my bedroom and close the door, put shit in front of the door, like just make more physical barriers. And it really was just like a battlefield in my brain and even during eating negative emotions why are you doing this you shouldn't be doing this you're gonna get fat you're gonna gain the weight back all of those things or if i just have this these three boxes of cereal i'll just never have to do it again it always kind of ended like that all right that's last time yeah and definitely never was and i promised the last time i said that that was the last time it never was i don't know when the last time was but i wasn't prepared for it <laughs> yeah I know that is so interesting. This is like overeating, not binging. But I did do this the other day where I got my favorite bag of potato chips from Stu Leonard's. I don't think you have Stu Leonard's where you are. But I typically I, I don't get them because they're my favorite food in the entire world. But I'm like, after this bag, I'm not going to get it again. I'm fine. So that's where you're like, OK, it's fine to binge at this point. And again, that's not binging, but that it would be that mindset of like, I'm not going to do it again. But then you're stuck in this cycle and you're afraid to eat more throughout the day. So you can't really get out of the cycle because that was the big thing for me. It wasn't so much emotional eating. It was more of just, I'm absolutely starving right now and I need food or else my body is going to collapse. So yeah, what would you say really helped you get out of the mindset or, or just get out of binging? I know I kind of alluded to what helped me, but what really helped you? The biggest thing was changing to actually eating real food instead of all of the zero calorie things on the market. My macros were so low when I was struggling with binging that everything I was eating was low cal, no cal. How much mushroom pasta can I eat? How much zero calorie sugar-free syrup? Things like that. My body was hyper fixated on sugar or eating things zero calorie. And mentally, I knew they didn't have calories in them. So like mentally, I wasn't full, even if physically I felt horrible. And so when I finally started switching to actual food, food that wasn't low calorie and was whole ingredients, like one ingredient, I was mentally and physically getting a lot more full. And also not trying to lose weight was so big because it's almost like a mental shift in your brain when you're no longer focused on how little you can eat or seeing the scale go down. You no longer are hyper fixated on the extra 100 calories of adding avocado to something that's actually going to benefit you a lot more in the long run. Yeah, I mean, and it's eating more and it's it's like you said, the quality of food too, because when we think about the sugar-free products, it plays into our, so many things. Well, it plays into our gut bacteria and that can definitely cause more fatigue. And then uh, it can cause like fluctuations in blood sugar too. I don't know if anyone's ever experienced like the hangry feeling, 
But when your blood sugar gets spiked by eating maybe a sugary meal or something that has artificial sweeteners in it, and then we crash, that's going to cause us to want to eat whatever's in sight too. So it really comes down to like the quality of food and just eating enough as well. And I think, I don't know about you, but it was really scary when I thought about having to eat more. And the thing that really helped me actually, and I know this sounds totally biased because we're coaches, but I hired my first coach and that coach told me and I trusted her and she was able to guide me through the reverse dieting process. And so that was really helpful too. How did you start eating more? I was not scared to eat more. I was just scared of gaining the weight back. I, I grew up in a family that was very much, we don't have leftovers in this house. You have to eat until it's gone, basically. And trust me, love them, but their bodies reflect that. And I, w- I was not scared of eating more. It was more of, I was just seeing people online who their full day of eatings are never realistic. People will show the day that they eat pizza the first time in like four months they have pizza and that'll be part of their full day of eating. And so I had a skewed picture in my brain of what I thought I should be able to eat in order to maintain my weight. And so I would say like, oh, I'm going to have balance. I'm going to go eat this pizza. And like that would lead to a bunch of overeating. And that was probably the biggest thing. And I don't think for me it was ever eating more. It was just eating different quality of foods and no longer having those cravings to like just not stop eating. Yeah, that makes sense too. Because for example, with sugar, your taste buds are going to change. Like if you're always eating candy, you're not going to want veggies. But like if you stop having candy, you're going to be like this carrot tastes like a freaking Jolly Rancher. (laughs) Maybe not like that. But yeah, I mean, your taste buds change. I mean, with cheese, cheese has i forget what it is with cheese i don't know if you remember oh my god addictive properties or what i don't know i don't remember what it's yeah. called Forget yeah that. but cheese is like literally addicting i mean our food is supposed to be addicting so that's where there is a misconception with the whole 80 20 rule first of all even foods that we think are healthy are honestly not healthy the nature valley bars or nature's promise is a brand where people are like it's nature's promise it must be healthy no a lot of the times it's not it's really not So the 80-20 rule gets skewed then because a lot of times the 80% of food that's supposed to be healthy is not healthy because you don't really know what healthy food is. And not only that, but your day-to-day should primarily be whole foods based because our food is just so bad. Our food is so bad. And our whole system is set up so that people make a lot of money off of the food. People get addicted to the food. Then they get sickness. They have to get medication. And that's a whole other thing. But Yeah, people are just so uneducated with food. And the last thing I'll say on that is it's really unfortunate that eating healthy is deemed as like disordered, you know, because I was more like doing air quotes. I don't think people can see this, but I'm doing air quotes when I say orthorexic because I was never diagnosed. But it was like borderline like anorexia, orthorexia, where you just have to eat clean food. And that's that is a problem. But being educated on what your food does to you and making a conscious decision to eat better is different than that. So, 100%. And I think that was a big mindset shift for me too. I used to think that if I like craved pizza or craved Doritos, I would think, oh, well, I haven't had it in a long time, like 80-20 balance. I need to go have some and then it would be uncontrolled. But now if I crave those things, which is very few and far between, but once in a while, it's no longer, oh, 80-20, it's Doritos has the biggest marketing budget ever and chemical build to make a chip that you can't put down. And I'm like, duh, like that's why I'm craving it because they literally built it for me to crave it. 
And so somehow mentally, that does not make me want it at all. Just knowing that it's not really me craving it. It's all of the money they put into making that chip delicious uh, really helped. Yeah, I know. Education is so powerful. And and it's cool to one of my clients, she's been on a meal. So sometimes with our clients, we start them with elimination diets. If we feel like, you know, they're having digestive issues and we want to just get them feeling as good as possible right away and seeing what foods are bothering them. So she's been on a meal plan for two weeks, but we have a free meal once a week for her so she can have more variety sometimes and go out with her husband or we do an intuitive eating day. And anyways, she was feeling so good. And then she had a Five Guys burger with no bun, but just a Five Guys burger. And she had a high noon and she had horrible heartburn, chest pain. And she was like, I'm never doing that again. And I was like, yeah, you know, once you start feeling good, too, and you realize how bad food can make you feel, you don't want to do that. You don't want to eat shitty again. I agree, man. Thinking about some of the things that I used to eat all of the time, even just not eating them in the last six months, there's just no crave for it. And sometimes I can tell like, if I've had sweets a little bit too much lately because then I keep wanting them every night. And it's not, oh, I just need that. Like it's a habit or I'm just having that. It's no girl, you need to cut that shit out right now because if you're craving it, that means you have it too much for like most sweets at least. No, I agree. Yeah. It's so funny how like you get to learn your body. But yeah, so we went over what overeating and binging is. We went over like kind of our stories and and how we got out of it. But if someone can relate to our story and they're like, how do I get out of this? Even if it's just overeating, do you have any other advice that we didn't touch on? Yeah, I think the biggest thing and when I I would spend hours researching how to stop binging, like as I'm sure, especially if you're listening to this, that's something that you're probably doing. Maybe that's how you found this podcast. And the biggest thing I want you to know is if your dream is weight loss, I feel like that's a lot of the times why people binge because they're scared or they've been like trying to lose weight for so long and it causes binging. There's a lot of resources out there that tell you if you want to stop binging, you have to give up your dream of weight loss forever. And that is very far from the truth. We're both living, breathing proof that you can change what your body looks like after you get through binging. But I do want you to know that the first step is going to be hard. It's going to be taking a step away from the scale, not caring about it, even if that means seeing weight gain and knowing that in the future, once you've healed your relationship with food, you've worked on your mindset, you're then able to revisit either seeing the scale change or just changing your body without caring about the scale because you can be in a healthy body and in a body that looks healthy without binging yeah definitely i think just focusing on overall health is just what you need to do i had a client this morning who she was consistently gaining weight for the past two years and we were just able to get her healthier and she just wants to make better choices so she's losing weight and she's not even like i mean technically yeah she's in a deficit because you can't lose weight without being in a deficit but her metabolism is in such a better place because she's wanting to move more she has more energy she's making better food choices and her gut is in a better spot. So yeah, just focus on being healthy and everything else will fall into place. And a cool thing too is when you are healthy, you stop placing so much value on what you look like. You just want to get to a point where you feel good. And so that will come. So yeah, I would say that's some good advice. Also, that same girl actually, she did have a history of overeating slash binging. And have you heard of Overeaters Anonymous? No. I know it sounds crazy, but she actually told me about that. 
it's like a group that you can join. It's like AA, but for overeater bingers. Yeah. So that's actually something that you can do too, because it's, it's zoom calls. They have it once or twice a week or no, I think they have week, they have daily calls like Monday through Friday and you can join those and you can hear from other people like how they're getting through it. So that's also something that you might want to try if you're listening. But yeah. So any, any last tips? I just think that especially if you're listening to this, you're not alone. Even if you look at us and you think, wow, I wish I could be them or I could never be like that. Like if you could never imagine ever getting through it, we thought that too. It's 100%. It's just in your future. Yeah, I know. I was like, how can I just be a normal person around food? So there's definitely hope. You could totally fix it. Don't even don't even worry about it. (laughs) It's just all part of the journey. And also, if you guys want more support, I mean, Lauren is great. So she's like more of a holistic coach, but I think she's really great with mindset. She's even taught me some things, too, in terms of helping other clients. So if you guys want to work with us, definitely, you know, reach out. Actually, what is your Instagram? Lolo.lifts. And you guys should know my Instagram by now. And then we have the team one as well, which is team underscore hold nothing back. All right. Well, this was an awesome episode. So thank you so much for joining. And we will see you guys on the next one. See ya. Thanks again for listening to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. If you enjoyed, make sure to leave a review as I will be picking one of you to win a free consultation with me every quarter. If you want more information or immediate help, head to www.wholenothingback.net and apply for coaching.